0: hello hello all welcome back to the popcorn podcast yes that's popcorn poc for people of color this is the podcast where we discuss films made by and starring produced by directed by written by you guessed it people of color so we are back let's introduce ourselves i'm one of your hostesses my name is tamaya i'm joined by my lovely co-host please introduce yourself hello hello this is esther Hello Esther and so we are back with you with another film to discuss for those who are fans of Studio Ghibli yes it is the film called Ponyo I've never seen it before this is my first time finally jumping in but I am a huge fan of Studio Ghibli spirited away since I was a child has literally spirited me away to whatever (laughs) they have to offer I'm always down to just see what messages are within their animated films and the depth that's in all of them is usually pretty great. So let's not um you know waste any more time. Also, spoilers. I know we tell you this every time, but some people just need to be told again. Always spoilers. That's what we're about here. Thank you and welcome. Please, <laughs> we're gonna pass it on to Esther to give us a little bit of a synopsis of what this film is about. Well, thank you. Thank you. So be welcome. You're welcome. Yo.
1: welcome. <laughs> and obviously, we are using the sort of English translation but um and some places you'll see that it's also named uh Ponyo on the Cliff based on the Japanese transliteration okay uh but it is a 2008 Japanese animated fantasy film and as Maya already said it was written and directed by the amazing Hayao Miyazaki I hope I'm saying his name right so mm-hmm. please forgive me if I'm not, mm-hmm. who was the head of uh, Studio Ghibli. It is the eighth film by Miyazaki, directed for Studio Ghibli, and he's tenth overall. Ooh. And the film tells the story of Ponyo, a seemingly little gold field, gold, goldfish.
0: Yes. Who is
1: saved from the ocean and is rescued by a five-year-old human boy, Sosuke. Sosuke. After he is washed ashore while trapped in a glass jar. Mm -hmm. And as they both with each other, the story deals with resolving Ponyo's desire to become a human girl against the devastating circumstances brought about by her acquisition and use of magic. So this is what we are, you know,
0: revealing today. Yes. (laughs) Awesome, awesome, awesome sauce. So first question. If you all know us, you know we have a set of questions we always ask each other to discuss the films, where we end on a popcorn moment that we want to talk about, and of course rating how we felt about it all together. So Esther, what were you expecting? What have you heard about this film or Studio Ghibli? What what did you kind of come into this with, if anything?
1: Yeah, so twofold, right? First, about the film itself, and second, about Studio Ghibli, because I think those are two very... Like there are different yeah. components that come together to, um, to create that expectation, right? So in right. Terms right. of a film, honestly, nothing. I knew that it was there, um, but in terms of story uh, line, in terms of who's involved, like in, in actors, all of that, I was walking in very much unaware. Mm-hmm. With Studio Ghibli, I like yourself. Was spirited away by spirited away, (laughs) (laughs) and so I just am a big fan of that style of um, animation as well as just the inventive ways that um, Studio Ghibli uh, incorporates colors and movement and also storyline. Because I think this is my second movie overall from them. Okay. Else, um, but just the way that they tackle seemingly childish or child, uh, children and their right. in their ways of looking at the world, right? Like these childlike narratives, the but it's but so at the much same more. time the themes are so universal in terms of how they, uh, speak to you know generations across the generations. So I think in that way that's what I was um looking forward to in Ponyo plus the fact that it was an hour and 40 minutes come on
0: (laughs) now how many times do we get blessed how many (laughs) times do we get blessed those who are watching or listening to us you know we have been delving into some (laughs) films like some long beautiful amazing but long Films that have been like, we gonna stick your butt to this seat for a good time. It is. I don't remember the last time we've hit a film that's under two hours. So hallelujah, carry on. (laughs) Well, I think
1: I think our last one was under two hours as well, but I think this one the it was like less than 90 minutes. Okay. You know, this was less than ninety minutes. Mm. Yet it it packed a good punch, and those Mm -hmm. it used every minute. I feel like Mm -hmm. of its runtime. So yeah, so what about yourself, ma'am?
0: I hey, first again, um, my I've watched a few um Studio Ghibli films and I've always liked that they've made me consider and think about the world or life or relationships in a way that I hadn't before. It's always like a new way of trying to invest myself and these characters, and what they go through, and all that, and try to get the point at the end of it, too, or the many points that they're trying to display, so I feel like I go into each of them, like, what am I going to learn today, because it's not a traditional, um, necessarily, well, I don't think it's a traditional hero's journey of a lot of films that I I tend to really um, gravitate towards, so, but it's still, it's so appealing, and it's so, fascinating and i'm like how are they going to mess with animation today how are they going to like you know bend the rules of of this realistic world and it did not disappoint oh i'm not there yet i'm sorry um but so (laughs) that's what i kind of went in there with before knowing anything about it i knew nothing about it i only read something about having little mermaid vibes um but good and vague good and vague information going in so I got to go in completely like what am I about to take in? and I got to just it was yeah it was very fascinating and that's how I'll stop right there but that's what I came into this with and yes so let's move on to the next question what did the inciting incident incite in you you know our favorite question
1: (laughs) wish moment would you say is the inciting incident with this one because I feel like we can say that the very first well actually the first three minutes were just us exploring that world but right was it when Sasuke uh uh
0: what's that word freed Ponyo or was it really that's kind of weird. it was for me I thought is when they kind of met
1: and okay. This, this right.
0: journey really started, kind of rolling, and began their relationship started forming, and I was just like, "What is happening okay. here?" All right. that's, so, that's what I thought. Yeah. But if you have an alternative one, I'm down to. No, no. That's as I said. Like I was maybe
1: not confused, but conflicted about which
0: moment what was, the was the other anxiety. one you were
1: considering. Well, when she actually became a right. real girl, and right. then you know left the ocean, right? So. We have those two big moments in my head, right? But if we are going, you know, with that first <laughs> one, of, uh, Ponyo being, you know, see like Sosuke and Ponyo founding each other, um, what did it incite in me? I will say that I was like, okay, now we're starting somewhere because the first three, four-ish minutes. Of this film is you just watching uh, Mr. Fujimoto as he goes about whatever he is that he does in the ocean. And then you see this little thing who we now learn is Ponyo and then her sisters. And so it's a very disorienting start because I'm like, I'm not sure if this is actually the start of the movie or just. <laughs> Of like, or if it's just like you know, world building that's not really gonna impact the story too much, but just like letting us sort of see the the death and breath of Studio Ghibli, um, nice. and it also was like very silent. And so <laughs> once True. we get Sasuke talking and sort of running toward the shore
0: and that's and, when the anime really just decides to just they just decide to show off yes at that and, point and I think also because before
1: as we are seeing uh, Ponio's little journey from you know sort of the ocean up to the shore you we get this couple of shots and moments of seeing just how polluted the ocean is
0: yes and immediately that's where I was like oh we about to and so for me I was like oh is this going to be
1: a movie about the impact or some sort of commentary about human and how we go about uh, polluting and destroying the ocean world I was up for that too and in in a way it was also I think about that Mm -hmm. but not, then once we got to that particular moment of him freeing Ponyo right. and her um licking his uh like little wound from I guess getting scrapped by the glass. Right. And her having power to heal him. Power to heal him. Then we're like, oh, like this is a very this is actually the world. This is not just like them showing us something unrelated. It's actually all connected and will um impact one another this world Mm, right right
0: so yeah totally get it I would say so so that's where it kind okay so that's where it came for you I would say it incited in me like like curiosity and youth and innocence Mm. um from the moment of like this young kid didn't know the age at the time we find out he's five kind of just wanting to explore the water and his very much trusting mother (laughs) just letting him go down that hill to that water and him finding this thing and making the track to go grab it and help it and not even being phased by like the magical ocean fish Coming after him, like he's like, oh, that's weird. Like, sir, (laughs) sir, that's terrifying. (laughs) But the beauty of innocence, and and just you know, ignorance. The actual ignorance is bliss of it all. Of of just this is just the way the world is working. That's interesting. Oh well, this is interesting. Oh, but it's so pretty. Oh, let me take care of this thing. Like it was just such a beautiful innocence and kindness and curiosity that I felt like it really invoked and made me want to be just as curious and just like, I kind of want to see where this goes too. where my initial instincts would be to stay away, um, you know, uh, uh, stay separate or what have you, you no, know, go to safety or, you know, not make any waves pun intended. You know what I mean? Um, like his mother tells him how the teacher's probably not going to like you bringing something into the school. But he's totally like, I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to bring this fish that I just found in a bucket with some water to show and tell, and I'm going to take care of it. And I'm going to love it. And I'm going to do all these things. This kid is just so innocent and open. And I think that's what it incited in me to be just as open as, as he was for the remainder of this film. And we even have a scene where the mother's like, you know, Don't like oh that weirdo when 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 the basically he's a he's a wizard a water wizard or something who who acts as Ponyo's father is coming to try to collect her but he looks weird on land and Mm -hmm. she's like this little weirdo I mean I can say don't you say that though um what's his name Suke Sasuke Sasuke she's like don't you say that we do not judge people on how they look but it was so funny and um intriguing to me because I get it it was like she's an adult who's been, you know, to an extent, many of us have been like tainted, not necessarily we're like dirty or like, but tainted in a way, our innocence, our curiosity, our joy, our, our lack of judgment. All of that has kind of been tainted from our childhood as we've gotten older. And so you can see her while still expressing her disdain or her um, untrusting nature because of life she's been through, trying to still retain it in her child of you you don't 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 do what I do right here (laughs) like keep an open mind don't judge just that in a third and this kid's like it's cool I don't because he's still in that wonder world and and it just made me like okay okay I need to sit back and be this too and just really kind of see what what's getting thrown at me so let's see next question did the climax deliver hmm And what would, well, what would you consider to be the climax? I'd almost consider like the way you felt like there was two inciting incidents. I felt Mm -hmm. like there was like two climaxes. The one in which old girl was running on those fish as she turned into a human. And the whole freaking town was like going through a tsunami, windstorm, fitting to drown. And mom was just, she is the toughest broad. (laughs) Like Lisa, she's so, she scared me a many a times in this movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and that whole scene was just so much action. And then there's the climax that people traditionally believe, which is the end. So yes, please tell me what would you consider? Well so I'm going to take this in
1: a slightly different uh, way here and tell you what I believe the movie is ultimately about. And then well, it'll it'll make sense, I think.
0: Okay, <laughs> come take me on this ride. So,
1: as I, you know, you know me, I like to uh, watch movies, but also like read reviews, like analysis of other people, just to kind of like, you know get what other people are okay. thinking about,
0: get more rounded opinion. Yes, and
1: a couple of times there was this prevailing um, belief in analysis that. Mm-hmm although the movie very much is akin to the little mermaid and the one not so much the disney version but really the it's christian anderson um Mm -hmm. version right that really beyond those similarities the movie is actually about death and the afterlife Oh. And so, and sort of the the points that people make to convey that is the fact that right, first of all, tsunami, it's something that happens very much, or at least it's it's a very big ec- ecological fear in Japan because yes. they're an island nation, and yes. you know they've had very de- devastating tsunamis. that's very much on people's mind right like a tsunami is like really huge um and two as you use that theme right one of the first time that we I really considered that this so basically like once we had the tsunami brought on by Ponyo Mm -hmm. um and that now we're less about surrealism, but really about a little boy who's five years old dealing and trying to understand the afterlife as best as he can. Okay. Um one of the moments that I was that made it for me was when we had Coach Koshi, which is his father, his father, right. And you know, you have his father in his boat, seemingly Mm -hmm. the only boat who is still operational, and as they look around their horizon, they see all of these lights, and they come to realize that, like, actually, all of these lights are other shipyards who basically created a shipyard graveyard. They literally say that. It's a shipyard graveyard Mm -hmm. that they basically are uh, met with. Mm. And... um. Also, as you kind of go further into the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when Honyo and Susuke wakes up, first of all, Lisa is not there. Right. And second, the whole house, like literally, like they live on a on a cliff. That's why they yes. say like on the cliff. They live on a cliffs, which meant like you know, they're at a higher altitude. Right. And when they wake up, everything is basically just
0: underwater floated
1: the whole city everything is floated but some and one is floated but like the water is super clear and beautiful two, too yeah oh so beautiful it's oh my god super clear and you can see these um prehistoric animals um
0: from the it's was a devonian Depression. is it devonian
1: age the venian age
0: i Divinian
1: think. The age okay uh is it called and reason why that also was uh interesting it's called devonian age and mm-hmm. this is why that was interesting that they chose that is because um it's where and i think this from uh Wikipedia. So the Devonian Age, as we know it, is the first significant adaptive radiation of life on dry land. Okay. That means like when sea life started moving into land.
0: Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And they started to, yes, um evolve and yes. learn how to literally walk and, and live on land and breathe. the fact work. that you have this seemingly
1: also... Young, as we understand it, little goldfish slash young girl and Ponyo, who knew all the names of those prehistoric animals. Seriously. um, And could name them. And then also the magic, you know, real, like surrealism and her being able to, like, you know, grow a toy boat into an actual a toy
0: boat. Yeah.
1: A functional toy boat and just also the other thing was that right like you had this big tsunami the whole city is seemingly like literally not and and I would say flooded like you have to understand like not everything is covered like life as we know it for human is gone because everything is underwater right Yet you have like all of this seemingly like um people who survived this and they're like okay with it, crossing a river and and Japanese sort of mythology, they have something um akin to what we considered in Greek mythology or I think Roman to be like the river, is it a river Styx? Like that, the um, those who have passed away has to cross over for the other side. I didn't know that, yeah. So <clears throat> for them, it's called River Shinsu, and again, please. <throat> Uh, you know be not too harsh with me but yeah so you have all of these boats all connected crossing this river and as I literally said the man who it has the microphone slash megaphone who is directing this procession saying like oh we have to go to the to uh the hotel on the other side right and other big thing is that before we meet with this sort of uh you know, multiple boat possession. um Ponyo and Sasuke meet with this couple with their child, but the clothes that this couple is wearing is definitely not of the
0: time era, period.
1: Yeah, of the time period of you right. Know, Sasuke and Ponyo, <laughs> right? I and even... it is again very interesting, right? That like you have this couple and this ta- old timey boat. Because it's 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 not really a canoe. It's more of those um, ones like in on, Italy. Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, yeah. On in Venice, where you kind of have this one person at the back who is navigating it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, everybody, right? Think about it. Everybody except and they even talk one. about how they're
0: interested in his boot. Like his boots, fascinating. Yeah. To them. Right.
1: And think about it, like everybody except. So one of the elderlies at the nursing home. Oh yeah, sees that Ponyo when she is in her sea animal form. Has everybody sees her as a goldfish, except that one particular elderly who's like this.
0: Right.
1: has a face, and she's right. the one who was like, she's the one who was like, hey, like this, this, this is an omen of like a tsunami. Right,
0: <laughs> right from the beginning. She beginning. just seemed like a cranky old one who just yeah. refused to accept and enjoy this, that, there. But she was all the whole time like, uh-uh. And so the last part that I want to put out to uh, beef
1: up this argument about like, that this is about the afterlife, right? Mm-hmm. Very quickly. Two is that at some point toward their journey, mm-hmm. you have Sasuke holding on to Ponyo because she's getting to be too weak. To walk because she's used all of this magic uh-huh. to help her the phone, all of those stuff. And they and they're at a tunnel, right? And symbolism is that one that literally at the opening of the tunnel it says stop.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Also to the side of them, there is this statue.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and again, I've forgotten the name, so please forgive me. I know I keep saying this, <laughs> but Um, from the research, like this, these particular statues are used all throughout Japan, um, on the roadways, Mm -hmm. but they also have another connotation, which is they are supposed to be for protection of, I think, abundant, uh, abandoned children.
0: Ooh. Yes. And oh, so Jesus. You know what so- I thought though, when I saw that, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is spirited away stuff. Right? <laughs> because the whole intro, intro and outro <laughs> of that film was yeah, the like, tunnel you with that same. Because they literally walking and, same into di- statue. Statue. and enter into a
1: different realm. Correct. Right. And, and the statue was there too. Yeah. And also, that like you have all of these elderly people who were wheelchair bound and right. they are now all walking running and right, walking and and every, everybody's everything is so bright and just you know happy mm. um, so to bring it all back together is I really do believe in that particular analysis of the film that this is you know about a real tsunami that happened and this really young boy who's 5 years old um imagining it as best as he can from you know his earlier encounter with this little goldfish oh. and giving it you know like you know giving it like you know magical powers helping him just um on his own journey with the, of the afterlife so in that particular read of the film I do think that the climax delivered because for me the climax is, uh, when you had grin. I think it's called grin, Mamare. Uh, it, but but it's like so like the siren slash Ponyo's mother, who's this you know oh, goddess, yeah. goddess of mercy girl. is what they called goddess her. Goddess of mercy, them. but also in a way you can see her as literally Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Um, telling him, hey, like, do you accept? Ponyo as she is without any magical power to me that we like you know do you accept sort of like where you are now in this afterlife without any of of, without like the crush of Ponyo or at least like you know her being your companion in that way and when they both sort of say yes right like Ponyo being his spirit his guide being like yes I'm okay with this and him you know being like yes I accept her as she is that might in a way be deaf accept her as she is and just in a way like finding love but like not romantic love for me but just like uh, appreciation and love for life but also just what was and now what will be
0: well that's depressing
1: i don't feel it i see that the thing. Like, no, it's sad. it is definitely sad i feel like but it's depressing I,
0: and I feel i see the joy in it but i also find it a little depressing i hey i can see that yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing i would say where i'm necessarily a little confused by that mm-hmm. is the goddess of mercy seemingly giving like his father another chance by giving all these boats life again to get back to their homes and um making it clear that this thing will grow up as a real person if you if she changes and i'm like none of that's gonna happen if they're all kicked the bucket and everybody met each other so either they all gone or they let them all live like I was waiting for when they, I was waiting for when the old well, people walked out of the bubble. I was me, waiting for their legs to give out and them to fall again.
1: I will say this: so the thing with the you know all the boats, you know, and
0: Koshi, uh,
1: because like, do we do we see him again? We do see him at the very we end, do right? We like
0: Meet each other again, like here's your dad?
1: Yeah. Um, but I feel like to me, if I continue with that, you know, sort of afterlife lens, they did that you know it's just him the coming back was the people home of, of coming back to like the familiar unit right because there are a lot of like religions and beliefs that that say if even in the afterlife even in the afterlife you stay together as a familiar unit uh-huh. you know um so i don't particularly think that she gave you know life to the other ships in the ship's ship graveyard just him uh-huh. Um, but I will concede that yes it doesn't really fit it with it doesn't it doesn't nicely fit with her also saying hey if you accept Ponyo you know you do so, this test you've passed and so she will grow up you know you and right. her together
0: so yeah, but sure. I still find, no, I still find your um, your breakdown extremely fascinating and somewhat pleasing too, because I do love a good twist and to consider a, a film or a message in a different way, which is again, another reason bringing it back mm-hmm. to why I actually do really love and appreciate Studio Ghibli films, because they just exude so many different messages at once yeah. and so much depth that it's just like,
1: yeah because like
0: each time I watch it I'm picking up new puzzle pieces to try to to try to come up with my own understanding right just like just like you said Sasuke was like I try to come up with my own understanding of the world that I'm being presented to right now every time
1: and and so we before I you know started reading and seeing this particular analysis presented for me Mm -hmm. this was On first watch, very much a story about um, parents and and the diverging thoughts on, do you just allow your child to explore and be Uh as curious as possible without any restraint? Or do you um, sort of hold them very close to you Uh Um, because you as an adult are aware of the atrocities that humans are possible Uh doing right so you have Lisa who's very much like, like you said right very carefree very just hey like you walk yourself to your school because it's nearby where I work. You go to the shore and you play around. You sort of like, you know. Stay in this uh, house while I go
0: off to help the tsunami yeah. victims.
1: It's like, like you take care of yourself because I'm sort of drunk. And you go and uh, do Morse code and talk to your dad, you know. <laughs> so all of these sort of very, I think, big responsibilities mm-hmm. as a five-year-old and you compare that to Fujimoto who is like hey i was a human once i know just how much they've you know polluted the ocean mm-hmm. and really uh, messed up the balance of nature mm-hmm. and i'm going to keep you and your sisters in this like enclosed bubble literally a little prison mm-hmm. and i and i call you brunhilde uh, because lost well, your name <laughs> and like no I'm not gonna like call you Ponyo because that's what you want I'm I'm not gonna like allow you to like explore and and really just talk about how you like him and just kind of like feed into your curiosity I'm not
0: right. and in a way we I think we were put as the audience to see him as the villain but that that was my next question to you you know <laughs> our famous question that we drop every once in a while Who's the protagonist? Who's the antagonist from the way that the film presented it? Like, because, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. yeah, so with that particular question, I think, again, right? So this is interesting because, I, as I said, right, like I think Studio Ghibli make, does this really great job of talking to different audiences of, you know, age, different yes. age. Because I think as a young person, for sure, Fujimoto is like the villain right he's right. the dad he's Don't the let her do what she want and eat ham he's he's the restrainer he's the disciplinarian right he's all of these things but as now a parent myself you know funny enough <laughs> I'm like there's no villains they're just us adults doing the best we can because i was thinking about a bit like Koshi right who's like I'm gonna come home. We don't know how long he's been at sea, you know, and how long they've like, really wanted to see him. And now he is like on another round off, who knows how long he'll like be there. You have- Right, long- like off the grid. Yeah. <clears throat> and right. you have this young child, again, who's five, think about it, who's five, who just brings a young girl. <laughs> was also around five to his home okay i kind of like gave lisa a side eye because i'm like did you not think to call authorities because one you are in the middle of a tsunami
0: okay so do do you not think that girls parents will be freaking the freak out (laughs) okay oh no there's a plenty of times where i had a judgment side eye at lisa and again (laughs) we have a parenting podcast i just want to remind you all we have a parenting podcast called the (laughs) map hour where we talk about safe spaces we complain about um you know the world we we praise the world of parenting and complain about it and in all the same world and we say all the time we're doing our best be kind and great <laughs> and I am doing all of those things with Lisa while yes. still side-eyeing a lot of her actions. oh my gosh let because- me try to beat this wave in this car <laughs> during this tsunami when everyone's telling me don't do it and this wave is bigger than my house let me try to beat it because that's what I'm gonna do let me drive and then it would be like <laughs> this wave is chasing us ma'am this is a tsunami <laughs> <laughs> and also right like for me I just am still stuck on
1: you have again you're a very young child and you have a four-year-old so you kind of understand like kind of the that thought process of like a four or five-year-old right yes just this morning told you or maybe like a couple of days ago it's like oh i met this um Fish. magical goldfish okay I'm, I'm game i follow that you're five years old.
0: she stopped on your goldfish
1: right and then a couple of days later in the middle of a tsunami he's like oh this young child is the former
0: goldfish. And you go with it? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, the world is a magical, mysterious place. Come, young child. Let's eat and let me get you warm and let's be married. And then, and then, married. And then let, me let me leave you. Let me leave you. Because yes, the tsunami you makes in the middle this- At
1: night to go and care for your work?
0: That already has helpers there. One, they have exactly there are adults there. It's not like they they're just fully adults. staffed.
1: And and you live again, you live on a cliff where it's either you go through the mountain, which is apparently like a long way around and sort of like not very straightforward or safe, or you go through like a ferry of some sort or a bridge, and that is completely, not even close, annihilated, because there <laughs> is a tsunami that
0: is still- That is like, active ready. right now. <laughs> that is actively happening. But no, so, I'm going to leave my five-year-old and this mysterious five-year-old girl in this house alone while I ghost through this this thing. That's the best plan. Girl, when I said- I was I myself like, into
1: thinking that Lisa is the villain. <laughs> But that's why I feel like, you know, to give kudos to Studio Ghibli, I feel that way because I'm a parent. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm sure maybe, you know, before this, I would have just said, hey, like there's no villain here.
0: (laughs) Right. But now that i got this little four-year-old, I I could not imagine (laughs) putting him through a smidgen of what Lisa put this baby through this whole <laughs> film you right you right she is somewhat the villain because that was his watershed
1: moment right when he like got out of his boat and he saw her car yes. was sort of like kind of open with like all the food that she packed still in it right and there was still a bit of ways to go to the nursing home right so, so go. Like, imagine a five-year-old being like I don't know where
0: my dad is And the one adult. And every time I talk about, are they getting sunk? Did the ships get sunk? Mom's just like, well, the first time she said no, then she was like, I don't see no lights. That's the response. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Lisa, girl, girl. Girl.
0: Well, I don't see no lights, son. Come on, let's go inside. Matter of fact. I think I got to help some old people. You stay here, you five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> ah! So I agree. I did not see the the water wizard man as much of a villain yeah. as they portrayed him to be. Um, I did feel like I saw the most person I was upset with was Lisa. <laughs> and now after explaining the analysis of possibly death and all fronts and everything, I'm kind of Aggie A. Ponyo. And I know she young, but I'm kind of <laughs> mad at her too because she's straight through a whole tsunami up in there because she had some ham. <laughs> and so a part of me is like frustrated with her as well. <laughs> yeah. You have killed the whole town.
1: <laughs> and possibly Woo! the whole world because, right, like think about it. The whole reason why um, like Grin came out wasn't necessarily because of the tsunami itself, right? Mm-mm. It was because the tsunami was so intense that it actually pulled the moon. Yes. And the moon was falling out of orbit towards okay. the Earth.
0: Okay. Because <laughs> this girl was so curious. Which is like, okay, curiosity. Um, Which it could be argued that if, you know, Water Wizard Man, because I can't pronounce his name, so I'm going to say Water Wizard Man. Oh, um, Mr. Fujimoto. Fujimoto, yes. If he didn't keep her so closed up, she wouldn't be so anxious and eager to get the heck up out of here. But no, I'm not going that route. I'm just annoyed (laughs) that this girl could, you. I just, dang, that's, that's the levels. That's the levels. It doesn't count. And only the boy realized it like, well, should she sleep? The water calmed down. Mm -hmm. It was, it was very fascinating. Oh, excellent analysis though. Excellent points, girly. Well, I guess, yeah, I still ask it. What was the impact? How did it make you feel? um how did it make me feel
1: it made me feel like a kid again Oh, way. it just because again like as we talk I hope if you didn't see the movie you kind of get the deal that like it's a very straightforward film again it's not that long uh-uh. um you don't really have a lot of characters really uh-huh. um and the sort of scene breakaways are very clean. Right. And so it's really just like immersing yourself in that world because my gosh, like, again, at the very beginning when he's on that cliff and he's, I, I don't know if it was like going up or going down the cliff toward the show, it doesn't matter, but the way that like the blades of grass just moved in that mm-hmm. color, like I could feel it. I could just like sense that wind,
0: Seriously. you know? yes
1: the way that like that and and again so ghibli especially like uh miyazaki does this great thing with like food and i think a lot of his films yes like, you see that like bowl of ramen that sasuke and Ponyo are eating right you can sort yes. of like see sort of like the little strings of ramen and and the broth and and, and the ham and, and the egg and it's just like it just oh and even like sort of like the afterlife and as we said right like how clear the water was as they were on the little like paddle boats oh (laughs) you're like afterlife or no afterlife whatever you ultimately decide on that visual of that city underwater
0: Uh it's just beautiful it really was (laughs) peaceful yeah super peaceful I oh. can agree. I did. I feel like it did have that feeling of, like I said, youthfulness and wonder. Um, I would say how it impacted me because I agree that that's one of the first things I thought of was like the food, the simplicities of life, the the fact that we were really in Ponyo's world, and like how you know his mom gives him tea, and that tea is absolutely delicious, and how she did the the noodles, the ramen, and that was absolutely delicious the ham sandwich and mm, I loved how he talked to his dad with the morse code I thought that was super adorable the way they were going back and forth and dad's trying to apologize from the boat to the mom and and she's like go away and and the Mm -hmm. son is just like I love you dad like like no matter what Mm -hmm. you know and it it was sweet that was actually very very sweet I didn't feel any animosity towards any of the characters I felt like this is so real
1: yeah, you're
0: the supposed thing. to be home. Like, I feel, she wanted to cook no you a dinner. What, she was looking forward to you coming home. You overworked. She's pissed right now, but same time, she, you know, it, it was just so adorable. That was, I did. I felt like youth and wonder, and
1: and yes, I think so the, the the reason why I think Studio Ghibli was so amazing, and I feel in a way it definitely impacted or at the very least, like, Pixar itself drew aspiration from them is that at the end of the day, right, like, we can totally see all of these people acting in very humane ways, like, what, how yeah. they're reacting to that situation is, like, yeah, like, that's, it makes sense, and, and, and that's why, like, there's no villain, there's no really heroes, it's just mm-hmm. us doing the best that we can. Complicated and, humans. Yeah. And very complicated, just messy world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's just that's the wonder and magic
0: of those films, and especially this one. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. So what would be your popcorn moment? So yes, my popcorn moment
1: is the moment between Grandma Mare and Mr. Fujimoto uh when they meet and he's one first of all just so happy to see her because it feels like it's been eons since yeah seven. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> there's that like very split second moment of tenderness of him just being like oh my gosh like you're here you're back um oh but also that like you know and I, and I think that that's the moment that I realized that how he was actually a very good father <laughs> right <laughs> because you know, he's like, hey, all of this is happening because of Ponien's, Ponyo's Ponio's desire, or at least like, you know, wish. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to it, and I need your help to like get her back. Right. Or at least fix this. Right. And she's like, well, you know, why don't we allow her to go on with this thing? Let her decide. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you, and he's like, you know what that means. Like for her to get her wish, like there's a test involved that's out of our control out of her control and the result if it doesn't go as she wished is for her to be turned into seafoam you know and he was just like you can see sort of like how he like he's worried <clears throat> him, like worried him rightfully so and for her to be like well you know we she all, said true true but we also <laughs> are not seafoam. and in that moment i was like ma'am ma'am i know he has apparently millions of other daughters out there but (laughs) what do you mean we all start on (laughs) cpo like this is not the answer to the question at all at At all dang it matter if we all start that way I'm talking about Ponyo and our daughter and what it will mean if we lose her (laughs) (laughs) but if I kind of you know want to be all philosophical and take her as you know like she's a goddess she's probably mother nature incarnate right Mm -hmm. to her like it's all her children regardless of what form they're in exactly so to her is it's a continuation
0: of life yeah it's just, and really you
1: see it as a loss. You just see it as, right? Like just,
0: yeah. Another just evolution. Evolution of it all. Yeah. I'll be honest, she's very similar to Lisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that she's like, look, the world is crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you make your decisions. You take care of yourself. I love you. I'll be back sometime. Yeah. You don't need to no know when I'll be back. You'll see me again. But for now, you know, just live your life. You be free. The decisions you make will <laughs> have consequences, reactions, actions, reactions. I'll see you in a millennia. And then but she's like, Lisa and her, when they were talking at the end, I said, Y'all sisters, y'all closer than you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, that was my
1: popcorn moment because. It really, besides just the the actual immediate um, moment and impact of what that scene is, it really for me sort of sheds light into one, as I said, how much of a caring parent Mr. Fujimoto was. Um, But also if we go, through the lens of this is very much like you know about kids and their curiosity Mm -hmm. it's that you know like I'll say as a parent there's so many times where I'm just like oh my gosh like I don't want you to do this I don't want you to do that but then I'm like you know what either way they're going to do it and all I can do is I create a safe environment Mm -hmm. where they can explore that curiosity and they're gonna fall they're gonna probably bust a lip or two you know yeah but like it it will be their own learning experience that they take from it and not my worries and anxieties and everything that as a parent we we cannot help but put onto our children
0: Uh Uh (laughs) that was beautiful yeah Fujimoto was my dude yeah. <laughs> we really, really would. When Lisa was all telling, um, say the mother's name one more time, Grandma. Grandma
1: Mare.
0: Grandma Mare. Mm-hmm. When she was telling the mother, I'll take care of her. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. It's, it's sixth season. Okay. When she was telling the mother, I'll take care of her, your daughter. I'm like, forget her. Turn around and tell that to Fujimoto. Fujimoto yeah. like, that needs comforting, And it was quite hilarious um, every time Fujimoto was trying to just just get his children back and get, get his daughter back. And all his daughters would just constantly disrespect him. He would just be like, respect your father. Respect your father. <laughs> this poor man got bags under his eyes. He oh. is tired. He is trying so to tired. place a float <laughs> you, okay? you come out here by himself okay you come out here looking fresh as I ever
1: like, right, that, like Lisa, Lisa and Grandma Mare as you said right, are very much like um, siblings like you know sisters but in terms of life experiences Lisa and Fujimoto are the same in terms of like you know being um single parents single really parents because and yeah, of caregivers what their partners
0: decide to do with their lives precisely oh you're, so absolutely, you're ooh, good that's an excellent point that's an excellent point because i'm like grandma marie she out here she don't got a blemish she don't got a bag she's yeah. living a free free life <laughs> <Just> <laughs> visiting whenever how you doing boo how you doing baby how the kids mm-hmm. that's wonderful <laughs> I will see you later, Kay.
1: Like, it's like <laughs> yeah, because like the last time that she was there, it seemed like it was from the Devonian age. But she said that like, <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> you remember us at in the Devonian sea, and I'm just like, <laughs>
0: my god, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> oh, this was great. So yeah, this was Ponyo. We quite enjoyed it. Please excuse. My coughs and clearing of throats in the sixth season. I'm still here for you all. Still need <laughs> to talk about this. We had to do what we had to do. What would be your popcorn rating, dear Esther?
1: I think a large, very much a large.
0: Let's say that too.
1: Um, and I think it's one of those movies that, you know, watch it again. I would definitely watch it again, but also it's one of those movies that just really encourage discussion after the viewing mm. because as I said like so many people from different walks and different ages will get different things out of it that it'll be so great to just you know have that like family time discussion about like oh what did you get from it what did you think of this right and
0: that? right because think- exactly there's so many messages here yeah and it can speak mm-hmm. to and this is only this podcast recording is really only what it spoke to for us Yes, the, the hundreds if not thousands of other mindsets and thoughts and point of views that other people have based off their experiences and their upbringing and their hopes and wishes <clears throat> uh, it, it, it could be so many different things and that is extremely impressive that Studio Ghibli is able to do that with each film that they grace us with in one way or another so thank you again for that um, I'd like to remind you all, listeners, we do have a website. It's called we need to WeNeedToTalk.Club. <clears throat> it lists all the different podcasts that we do, which are amazing, especially if you love hearing our voices, minus the coughing. Uh, <laughs> we remember to um, follow us, review us, support us on all your podcast listening platforms. We are there, so just do what you got to do. Don't miss an episode. And remember to, actually, I don't, I don't have, I just, I don't know why I said that, but remember to love movies. I'm going to throw that out there now. <laughs> Maybe I'll edit that out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the sixth season brings me. Um, <clears throat> any closing um, words, Esther, Raponio um, or anything? Just
1: really be in the just joyful um, wonderment of a child seriously keep the wonder keep the
0: curiosity if you can
1: and and, and accept the magic you know mm-hmm. and if a child you know invites you to tea at a little tea party that literally has no tea you accept that invitation you do your best you know impersonation and make believe uh, play
0: I agree with that because it was all Lisa's fault. She did not make, I don't <laughs> think, um, her her little one feel any less or feel off or she believed him. She yep. would just believe in him. And that is the simplest thing that most of us will not allow ourselves to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, keep that wonder, keep that curiosity and, and really, really um, nurture it in, in your children or the youth around you if you don't have any children. So we will see you guys in the credits. Bye.
1: Bye.